Welcome to Weed Week. I'm Alex Hopper. And I'm Donnell Alexander. So this is the Weed Week podcast. You can find us at weedweek.net and on Instagram and Twitter. We are Weed Week News. This week, we talked to Molly Peckler, who's the founder and CEO of Highly Devoted, which is a dating service for cannabis users. Yeah, and I didn't know we needed one, but she kind of she illuminated some things. She makes a pretty good case for it, I think. But first, jobs. What's going on? Right. We're learning that the cannabis industry is doing a really good job of creating jobs. So when we're talking about these jobs, we're talking about jobs that pay 11% more than median U.S. salary. And jobs are up 76%. The jobs thing is, is really interesting, and it's obviously a pretty strong case. You know, it's an argument that folks are, are using. One thing that's sort of interesting about it is that should interstate trade become legal, that job number could collapse because all of a sudden companies that needed, if they want to have a presence in more than one state, they need to either have a partnership agreement with a company in another state or they need to build a whole new factory and grow mm, yeah. in another state. So as soon as they can trade across lines, those jobs are just going to collapse. Well, that may be true of like hands on the weed stuff, but is it true of the labs and those other ancillary industries? I mean, I think it's probably true to some extent. You know, you'd probably still need the same number of bud tenders or, or delivery drivers, but maybe not as many growers or some of the higher paid factory jobs. Yeah. According to what I'm seeing from CNBC, it says that, well, the need's going to be there for retail workers and for people to tend the crop. 53% of the industry's openings are going to be for professional and tech workers, audit assurance managers, product managers, and marketing people. Seems like they could be everywhere. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but or, you know, the other problem is someday it could all be shipped out to China, too. Right? <laughs> God, you got to find the bright side of everything, right? <laughs> um, so what do we have with this cannabis dating service? I have to say, after, after our conversation, I suppose I'm thinking of, of signing up <laughs> after a fairly brutal exchange on Tinder last night. Uh, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to go into this? Okay, you know what? I kind of do. <laughs> oh my God, this will be great. Well, while you're looking up, I got to say what struck me about Molly is that she seems very hands-on. I wondered throughout the interview just how you do that sort of work in volume because you have to deal with a lot of personalities and it doesn't seem like you can just do an assembly line version of being a matchmaker. It's hard. Yeah. No, I, I, I think she's probably pretty good at it. Yeah, she seemed like she was made for it, right? Tell us her story. You're looking at your phone. This can't be good. Okay. You know, I, I just told a woman about how great I am in all these different ways. And she's like, yeah, but you're not tall enough. Uh, and that, that, that was the end of that. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, if, if cannabis helps with, with height deal breakers or yeah, whatever you want yeah. to call that. But, uh, you know, it, it, it has me thinking things over. Well, I think you'll find more open-minded people on the, with the cannabis matchmaker. Quite possibly. Yeah. All right. Well, here is Molly Peckler, CEO of Highly Devoted. Joining us in our Hollywood studio today is Molly Peckler, who you're the founder. I am the founder of Highly Devoted. Of Highly Devoted, which is a cannabis-oriented matchmaking service? You got dating? it. First of all, can, can you tell us a bit about yourself and, and how you got into this? 
Absolutely. I know it's a, a pretty unique thing to do to be a cannabis-friendly matchmaker, um, but I actually started off as a mainstream matchmaker, and I worked for one of the largest matchmaking companies in the country. It was a company that worked with high net worth individuals and helped them find love, and it was just something that I was really, really good at. I've always been a coach and a relationship expert to all of the people in my life, so to be able to do it professionally and get paid for it as well as like totally change people's lives was incredibly fulfilling. But there was just this voice in the back of my head that was like, you have to get into cannabis. This is what you need to do. The voice in your head wasn't like a green dollar sign. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, for me, my love affair with cannabis really began when I was in college. I, you know, I smoked a little bit in high school, but college was when I really started to realize just how powerful it was in bringing people together. I would, you know, think about the nights that I would go drinking and sometimes I I wouldn't remember everything or I might be doing things that I would regret later and it just didn't make me feel great you know you're hung over the next day but when I would consume cannabis with people we would all just have these amazing deep dive conversations and you form these bonds that you really can't form in any other way. And so my senior year of college, I met my husband and we fell in love over weed. It was a part of our connection and our relationship what from is, day one. What does that one. look like? So in college, it must look a little, a little bit different than in adult life. A little bit different, yep. So I was actually friends with his roommate and I went down for a smoke sesh and the first time I met my husband, he was holding a bong and playing video poker. And we just, you know. Ah, romance. I know, it was so romantic. And we, you know, we had a, a big sesh, the group of us. And I just thought, oh, this guy's pretty cute. And he's really funny. And we started off just smoking together one-on-one. And we would have these amazing conversations that would last for hours. I mean, this was going on before we ever even kissed. And that was really the foundation foundation for our connection. And 13 years later, we are still madly in love. And cannabis is definitely an important part of the way that we bond and we connect. And so I had that in the back of my mind. And I was like, okay, I have this very unique skill set. I know how to help people find love. I know how to help people get out of their own way. And I also really understand how powerful cannabis can be in the context of a romantic relationship. And so I was like, all right, I think I need to start a business about this. So you did this one. So I started Highly Devoted in 2015. Okay, what's it like trying to start something like that? I mean, I can't even imagine. If you were your pre-legalization, right? Yeah, and yeah. I was in Chicago at the time where I'm from. Oh, you did it there? Yes. Oh my goodness, tell the story, please. Well, so the beauty of Highly Devoted is that we are an ancillary business. We don't touch the actual plant of cannabis. And so I started reaching out to different media organizations and just pitching myself to them. And one of the first organizations that really bit was Vice. And so Vice did an interview with me and it ended up online and I started hearing from people from all over the world. And at that point, I was still under a non-compete from my matchmaking company. And so I couldn't do straight matchmaking, but I needed to build up a database to do that anyway. So I started off as a cannabis-friendly dating coach. 
And, you know, I, I started to have a social media presence and, you know, working with clients typically over Skype, um, you know, based on wherever they were and helping them figure out what they wanted in a partner and wherever they were located, how they could potentially connect on their own with fellow cannabis enthusiasts. Then in 2016, my husband and I moved to L.A. and I started hosting cannabis singles mixers and getting more enmeshed in the cannabis community out here. And did you come out here because of the work? That was a big part of it. Okay. But it was also the lifestyle. You know, right now there's a polar vortex going on <laughs> in Chicago. You know, I'm much more of a California type girl. So there are a couple of elements I, I would I would like to sort of... Un- unpack about about a cannabis dating service, and the first one maybe has nothing to do with cannabis. I I followed this industry somewhat closely. It's a a, a matter of some interest to me, and for the record, I'm I'm single. I can help. <laughs> okay, well, well, maybe we'll Later, talk about this is all offline. Maybe we'll talk people. about that. <laughs> but upscale matchmaking services tend to approach this from a very sort of conservative, old-fashioned perspective, and I don't think that's necessarily wrong. But it's like you know, settle down, get married. It's the way to live life. So tell me a bit about your philosophy on on matchmaking unrelated to cannabis. And then, then we'll go into cannabis. So, you know, I think you have to really understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Some people do want the white picket fence, the getting married and having kids and and that kind of traditional happily ever after, while other people are looking for, you know, maybe a long-term relationship where they don't ever get married and have children or maybe it's mostly monogamous, but at some points they want to explore together. So, you know, at Highly Devoted, we are we're all about helping you achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve in terms of finding love. You know, we're not about casual hookups. This is really about finding someone that you can be in love with and share your life with, you know, however that looks like to you specifically. So what do you do? The most important part of our process is our initial interview and engagement process with our new clients. What makes us really stand apart is, besides the fact that we specialize in cannabis consumers, is that we really take a lot of time to get to know our clients inside and out and understand who they are, what makes them unique, what are their fears, what's gotten in the way of them finding love, what do they want not only in a partner, but what is their ideal relationship dynamic, and we, I mean, we typically will spend between two and a half and three hours in an initial interview really getting to know our clients. And these interviews are happening how and where? So they're either happening, you know, in my office in Marina Del Rey or over Skype or FaceTime, you know, depending on where wherever my client is located at that moment. And once we once we do that interview, I create a document that lays out all of the parameters of their search, you know, from what is your height preference and age preference and location preference to how is cannabis going to be reflected in your relationship and how are finances going to play out in your relationship? Do you want to share a bank account? Who should be paying for who? Like all of these really important things that a lot of people don't think about before getting into a relationship, but we lay that all out on paper. And then once our client agrees with that, that's when the search begins. So we have amassed this database of thousands of sophisticated cannabis consumers 
consumers around the world, but then we'll go out and actively recruit on our clients' behalf as well. Once we have potential matches for them, we go through a whole screening process with those matches as well. And once each person is interested in meeting the other, that's when we make the introduction. We're happy to plan the date as well and help you find a really great spot that's conducive for good conversation and connection and just feeling comfortable. And then after the date, we get feedback from both parties. So, you know, a lot of times there are miscommunications and people might have had what a bad day. Well, you know, sometimes they can say something, you know, an off-color joke or a generalization that doesn't play very well. And, you know, sometimes people just are really tired. They're incredibly nervous and it's hard for them to be themselves. And so we get that feedback and we can help really get that relationship off the ground and iron out any miscommunications if there are any. So for people to to join a cannabis dating service, they have to be pretty serious about their cannabis use, probably. Not necessarily. Okay. Okay. But, you know, I think we know some of the variables people have in relationships in terms of finances, in terms of life goals. What are some of the, the variations in, in, in cannabis use that, that you encounter? And, and what sort of goes well together? I, I have some clients who are strictly into CBD, but they want to make sure that the person that they're with is open-minded, is open to CBD, is open to cannabis. And, you know, we find that it's it's almost like a signifier for just having a broader perspective and being more open-minded, you know. And then we have clients who are, you know, wake and bake or who only like to consume cannabis at the end of the day or do it on the weekends. It's one of those things where I don't think you need to be on the exact same page as your partner in terms of the amount that you consume or how you consume. It's certainly beneficial to do that together at some points, but it really is about just being able to be yourself and not feel like you're going to be judged to feel like, okay, if I want to spark up a joint before or while I'm hanging out with this person, they're not going to look at me funny and be like, oh, you're a lazy stoner or you're a drug addict. You can have like people who have, want different things out of a relationship, mm-hmm. but in term, I, I just don't know that someone who's a wake and bake person doesn't necessarily work well with someone who's a once a week stoner. You know, each case is very different. And, you know, for some people, cannabis is the most important factor. While for others, it's way down on the list, but it's still something that's important to them. So it's just dependent, again, on whatever it is my clients are trying to accomplish with their relationships and how they want to feel and how they want to utilize cannabis in the context of a relationship. The judgment thing strikes me as pretty important. Like we were just both quoted in this story about mixed relationships between people who use cannabis and and people who, who don't use cannabis. It's a great topic. It is a great topic. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? Again, it's very specific to each situation. You know, for me, I know I would not match well with someone if they didn't want to consume with me. That's something that's very important in how I love to bond and connect. It's almost there with sex. It really does yes. matter. Well, and it's a really great aphrodisiac. Yeah, it's an amazing yeah. addition to sex. That's pretty widely accepted. I'm a little more skeptical about, like especially for folks who aren't already on this train, Mm -hmm. whether like a first date sharing a joint works as well as a first date having a drink. You know, it's tough to say in broad terms. Of course. Um, But I think cannabis just, it has a way of shielding you from distractions and from being able to be like really present in the moment 
and you know everyone is just obsessed with their phones and the anxiety of what's going on in the world and politics has such a profound effect on people and so I think cannabis is is really a powerful tool for just anchoring yourself and being able to be there one-on-one and connecting and having these deep dive conversations it really does open your heart in a powerful way that very few other things do you know in in the context of a mixed relationship you know I know a lot of couples who one person consumes cannabis multiple times a day and they have a very happy relationship over multiple decades the more you have in common the better and I'm always going to say that and that's something that is tried and true but that's it's, that's the conservative old-fashioned dating service talking well I, you know I, I don't know <laughs> I'm not if it's saying that. it's wrong I think it's more just like human psychology you know it's it's, well, they may know that these dating services may know human psychology better than we think we know it, than like the latest fads and stuff. Yeah. Like that. It's one of those things where you need to be self aware in terms of how cannabis affects you and how that affects the other people around you. You know, obviously, if you're consuming cannabis in a way that Um, you know, potentially has a negative effect on your life, then that's going to have a negative effect on your relationship. So I think it's like anything else. Here's something I would like to do. Change directions a little bit. Are there emerging patterns that you've seen as like the big trouble spots for people? Yes. The biggest, the biggest trouble spot of all is your phone. People are so distracted by their phones and, you know, they get in bed at, at night And instead of like snuggling up and having sex, they're just reading their phone. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a that's a big, big issue that so many people face. I know my husband gets so pissed off at me when I'm looking at my phone. He's like, be with me, be with me in the moment. Um, I think that's. But don't you think like with that problem, half the problem is admitting that you have a problem, you know? We're just starting Mm -hmm. to talk. We're just really starting to talk about it. I've often said regarding cannabis, like. Whatever harms might come with legalization, and I don't think we necessarily know quite all the effects of what legalization means for sort of psychology of society at large, but it's hard to imagine it will screw up our society as much and as quickly as our phones. Oh, you are so right. I mean, it's yeah. far less dangerous. Well, I, I I disagree with your premise. <laughs> with which premise? No, I, I think it's 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 going to be beneficial for society. Yeah. I mean, even to compare, you know, those two is a little weird. But but for whatever downsides there will be, I see a lot of people who one person is really big into drinking and the other person is really big into cannabis. And so like there can be a little bit of like that head butting because at the end of the day, you really want to just be there and be like, okay, you know, either I'm going to have the glass of wine or let's share a joint. And so you can feel like it's a little bit lonely. Yeah, you got to do both. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> what does a fail look like? A fail? Yeah. A fail in matchmaking? Yeah. So I would say like about 75% of my clients end up meeting someone who they really like. And I guess that fail are the people who don't really have the luck in connecting with someone. So, you know, I have found that the most valuable part of the service is that feedback because sometimes people are just not aware of the energy that they're putting out there. And sometimes people are just a little bit too picky, a little bit too judgmental. Absolutely. That's, I mean. (laughs) I think you're totally right, by the way. (laughs) I might hire you. (laughs) Well, I could, I'm here. Ready when you are, Alex. What about parenting? Does it get a little iffy there? 
that's a, it's a it's a it's another terrain. It is, it is, but it's similar. But you can't talk about dating without talking about kids at this point in history. I mean, so you must have people with kids. In your Absolutely, mix, yeah. no. There's there's no question about it. But I look at it like any other substance that you're putting into your body. You know, whether it's whether you take pharmaceuticals or you drink alcohol. You know, you don't want to be drunk or like crazy high with your kids. But I know a lot of parents who will take a hit off their vape or pop an edible before, you know, rolling around on the floor with their kids and just like being there. Or I was actually just talking to someone a couple days ago and they said, yeah, I bring my vape pen when I take my kid to Disneyland. And it makes it just like such a magical experience. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's just about, again, being aware of how it affects you and ensuring the fact that that's not going to take away from anything in your relationship with your child. Um, You know, there's so much stigma, especially when it comes to parents who consume. But that you think of all these, you know, the moms who are drinking tons of rosé every day Mm. and no one bats an eye at that or dad's having a beer. I mean, comparing it to that, I, the way I feel, I've seen, I've been around a lot of parents who are smokers and, and, um, I will, once we're able to study the plant, I think we're going to find that parents who smoke powder are a lot better than parents who drank, Mm -hmm. you know, even in excess. There, I said it. How many clients do you have? So right now I am working with 12 clients And one of the things that we're really excited about for 2019 is we are about to start a capital raise to not only expand our matchmaking services, but to start highly devoted e-commerce. So like all sorts of elevated home goods and cannabis accessories and intimacy products, as well as a highly devoted cannabis line here in California. I think we have to wrap up pretty soon, but can you tell us a love story? Yeah. So one of the first clients that I worked with, she was actually in Copenhagen and she was this high powered management consultant, incredibly smart and successful, but she was consistently being judged in her relationships for cannabis. And she, it was something that really had a profound effect on her and she felt so much shame and guilt around it. And it was very hard for her to be open with the people that she was trying to meet. And when I started working with her, one of the first things that we unpacked was really like just how helpful cannabis was in terms of her success and how it allowed her to get to the point where she was. And this was actually right when I was still doing just the date coaching and not the matchmaking. And so I, I helped her create her dating profile and I helped her find some local events where she should go to. And she ended up falling madly in love with someone that she met through one of the events that I told her about. And um, I actually just heard recently that they got engaged so can't do better than that yeah so it's 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 beautiful and one of the reasons why I love what I do is because I do get to change people's lives and I feel so lucky I totally found my soulmate and I feel like it is my duty to pay it forward and so you know that's why for highly devoted you can hire us, but you can also join our database for free and be matched with our clients free of charge. So everyone head to HighlyDevoted.com and join our database. We can help you find love. And if you're already in a relationship or you're married, we have all sorts of really amazing events and opportunities for you to connect with other people who enjoy cannabis. Great. Really cool. Glad to meet you. This is a lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining us. That's our show for today. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Weed Week News or email us at hello at weedweek.net. You can email us your favorite cannabis love story or your own cannabis love story. 
for lots more cannabis news, you can sign up for our newsletters, Weed Week, Weed Week California, and Weed Week Canada. I'm Donnell Alexander. I'm Alex Halpern. Our producer is Hannah Smith, and Alicia Beyer wrote our theme music. Additional music is from the late, great Andre Bush. We'll be here next week. You should be here with us. Take care. Bye. Thank you.